Magic Online. My name is Christine and I'll be your online host for today. If this is your first time tuning in, we would love to welcome you. Please text me to 604-285-5770 or visit MyThrive.info and we'll mail you your very own Thrive stainless steel water bottle. And attention all parents, don't forget to visit MyThrive.info slash ThriveKids so you can download the kids activity for today and follow along during our kids' Zoom classes from 1045 to 1115am. It's a great way for the kids to connect with each other while strengthening their relationship with God. There will be kids' worship, a lesson, and games. So come join us. Can you believe it? Spring is here. You know what that means. Easter is right around the corner. Have you thought about who to invite to our Easter service online? In the next 30 seconds, message the person you'd like to reach out to and invite them to our Easter service next Sunday. We'll have four different service times at 9.30 a.m., 11.30 a.m., 2.30 p.m., and 7.30 p.m. The more the merrier, so feel free to invite all of your friends and family. All right, 30 seconds starts now. tuning into Thrive Trivia Online. So take a selfie of yourself tuning into Thrive Trivia Online and post it on all of your social media platforms and be sure to tag us at hashtag Thrive Church Online. Now buckle up for today's message as I pass the time over to Pastor JB. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Thrive Church Online. My name is JB. I'm one of the pastors here at Thrive, and I'm so excited to welcome you to an amazing Sunday here at Thrive Church Online. If you're here joining us for the very first time, you are what we call our VIP, and we especially want to welcome you. Whether you stumbled upon us online or a friend invited you, found us on Google, we're so excited to have you here, and we got a special gift to give especially to you. If you want to go to mythrive.info and click on the button new to thrive there is a stainless steel thrive church water bottle waiting for you that we would love to mail to your door just a way to say thanks so much for taking a part of your day to join us here at thrive church online can we give all of our vips a big hand a big shout in this place together right now let's welcome to the 
Here at Thrive Church, we have a saying, which is that welcoming is not just what we do, it's who we are. And so with that in mind, would you welcome them to the church today, whether it's in your chat rooms or maybe you're sitting beside someone right now, give them a high five, a handshake, a warm hug, or an air high five, an air handshake, an air hug, whatever's appropriate. And let's welcome them to the house of God today. You guys are an amazing church. We're so blessed every time we spend time together. And it's a big, big Sunday as we're getting ready for Easter, just one week from today. Praise God for that. For those of you who are uh, your parents with young kids, congratulations, you made it to the end of spring break. Congratulations to you. I know the kids are probably sad they're going back to school tomorrow. But the parents are probably happy because, you know, they're back to a routine. And so uh, good for you guys. Good for you. Hope you had a good spring break for those of you who had that. And we're going to a brand new month. So many exciting things to do as we go into the month of April. But hey, let's talk about Easter really quick. Next week is Easter weekend. Next Sunday, Easter Sunday, we're going to have an opportunity to celebrate the hope that we have in Jesus. It's an awesome opportunity for you to invite your family members, your friends, especially those who've never been to church before. This is an awesome opportunity to invite them to Thrive Church Online. And so I encourage you to do so. You can go to the link that's there that shows you all the details you need to know about our Easter services coming up on Easter Sunday, April the 4th, 9.30 a.m., 11.30 a.m., 2.30 p.m., 7.30 p.m., all Pacific time. We can't wait to see you there. And we are just so excited to get to celebrate Easter together. We turn neighbor and say, I can't wait for Easter. I can't wait for Easter. All these services will be online, of course. Uh, you know, many of you, if you missed the update last week, what we were saying is that a big thank you to all of you who gave your feedback uh, through our reopening readiness survey. A big thank you to each and every one of you for that. Helps us make some plans and get ready for the day when we open up the Thrive Church building to you all once again. So awesome to see how eager you guys are to meet together again. We certainly are as well. So awesome also to see that you guys are really caring about each other's health and safety. And that's definitely a huge priority for us as well. And so given that Easter is next week, you know, we're, we're, we're just in the process right now as a team of getting all the systems and plans and equipment together so that we can ensure as much as possible, everybody's safety who walks through these doors. It won't be ready for Easter, but it will, we're, we're believing that, uh, you know, regardless of what the restrictions are or how it's lifted to what extent by the government next little while, that when we open the Thrive Church building doors again, that we feel completely ready to take you guys in, uh, probably on a gradual in-phase kind of pro uh, way of doing it. And so we can't wait for that, believing that it's just a matter of time, just sooner or later when we can see each other again on site and also online. Can you give God a big hand for that as well? Looking forward to that. We can't wait to see you in person soon, but in the meantime, we're going to keep on doing the very best we can with our online church services, and especially next week with Easter service. You don't want to miss it. You want to make sure you bring your friends as well. Praise God. Well, what we're doing today, we're excited as we get into the message right now. If you brought your Bibles, it's time to get that out right now. Maybe yours is a paper Bible like mine. Maybe yours is a phone or device you download the Bible into. Either way is cool. This is just a fun way for us to get our hearts ready for the message right now. And so if you wouldn't mind doing this with me correctly, with me right now. Just want to hold up like, like so. I say correctly, but it's actually just a fun way of doing it. We're going to do this together right now. Hold up your Bible like this, and we're going to make this proclamation together in faith. It's on the screen. I want you to say it with me right now. We're going to say this together. We're going to say, this is my Bible. It is God's Word. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I open up my heart so that God's Word can come in and change my life, and I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, I pray. 
Amen. Amen. We're doing a series here at Thrive called Heart at Rest. And in this series, we're talking about how do you have a rested heart in the midst of a restless world. And today is actually the end of that series. And if you've enjoyed the series, the nine episodes in the series, we would love to hear your feedback. There is a Heart at Rest series feedback form where we'd love to hear how this series impacted you. If you missed any episode in the series, go to our Thrive Church podcast or our Thrive Church YouTube channel to check out all of that. We hope it's a help and encouragement to you in this very unique season of life. And praise God, because God made us to have a heart at rest. And the Bible talks so much about it. That's why we're here talking about having a heart at rest. Turn your name and say, you can have a heart at rest. You're going to have a heart at rest. And hey, by the way, if you're new to Thrive, if you're new to church generally, if you're not kind of, you're coming in from maybe a different religion, you're here to check out church, you're not really familiar with the Bible, uh, you know, we are so glad that you're here. And we hope that you find that Thrive is a place where you can be yourself, uh, where you can find some community, find some encouragement, find some hope, maybe some answers to questions you might have. In fact, you can go to mythrive.info for any next steps you want to take or any questions that you have. You can go to that as well prayer requests. So, you, know, you can email us at info at thrivechurch.ca. We'd love to be praying for you as well. But today, to cap off our series called Heart at Rest, we have the one and only pastor and doctor, Tim Ashoi, who's here to bring the message to us today. He and his wife, Sandra, are such a huge blessing to our church family. If you believe that, say amen. And uh, we are so incredibly blessed that uh, the, of the incredible influence that God has given to Pastor Tim and Sandra, uh, not just in our region here, but across Canada and different nations, that we get to have them as part of our local church family. It is such a blessing to have them every single time. And so with that in mind, would you please join me in welcoming Pastor Tim Ashoi as he brings this episode of Heart at Rest to all of us right now. Praise God. Thank you, Pastor JB. What an honor it is to be here today and sharing in God's Word. This has been a wonderful series that we've been hearing week after week. Uh, my wife and I have just enjoyed every week and the different presenters and uh, personal experiences that they have shared and uh, the revelation that comes from knowing God's truth and God's word. So it's been a, it's been a great, great time. Uh, I believe that God has great plans for every individual. He wants us to have a heart at rest, which when we enter into that, we discover so much, much peace and so much blessing and prosperity in so many areas of our lives. So it's not just about our heart that's affected. When our heart is affected, everything else is affected. Can you say amen? And so we're going to go on in a, in a message today from the book of Hebrews. This is going to be my main text. And uh, I want to talk today about entering uh, your promised land which is really a heart at rest, which we will see as we dig into the scriptures. But God has a promised land for every person. He's got a great plan for your life and for my life, and we want to enter into that. Turn to somebody and say that's sitting beside you, or turn to your dog or whoever and say, I want to enter my promised land. 
I want to I want to experience that myself in my life. In the book of Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 11, it, the statement comes from there saying, "Make every effort to enter rest." Make every effort to enter rest. In Hebrews chapter 4 verse 3 says, "Now we who have believed enter rest. What a marvelous verse that is. The Bible teaches us what comes to us when we live by faith and when we trust in Jesus Christ. We enter into rest because we have believed. We enter what I call that rest of faith. And our whole life be, becomes different and changed. It's, it, it's, it's that born-again experience, really, that takes place when we, when we believe. When we believe, we become born again, and, uh, and we just enter a whole new realm, a whole new world, and we live our lives by faith. Psalm 95, verses uh, 8 to 11 actually talks about this portion of scripture that we have read from the book of Hebrews chapter 4. So the truth in Hebrews chapter 4 is nothing new to the Bible because Psalm 95 actually deals with entering the rest. Many promises about rest are in the Bible, rest for our soul. It is a principle that is realized in real life that when we work hard, we enter into rest. And I don't, I don't want you to confuse, uh, you know, salvation isn't, isn't something we work hard for to get. And, uh, and thus, uh, you know, we are saved. We are saved by faith alone. And we enter into the rest of God by faith. However, God, the Bible tells us, labored six days. And then on the seventh day, he rested. Now, it's not like God, you know, got all tired. You know, he said, oh, man, I've worked for six days. I, I, I just got to lay back. This has been too much. No, that's not what that's talking about. Uh, when God did six days, he looked at what was achieved. And it's, it's, it's like, like a, a, a lawyer would rest his case God said, I have done this. I've finished everything. I've, I can now rest my case, and I rest in what I have done. What I have done is good, and I rest in that. And, and I believe that's the way it is in our lives. Uh, there's a part of us that, yes, we engage in labor and work, and then we enjoy what is achieved in natural work. But when the work is done, we, we lay back and say, well, I've completed the work, and it feels so good to have completed this work. It is a principle that is realized in, in life. We, we work hard, and then we rest. And so I'm going to be kind of taking these two components about, about faith and, and, uh, and then rest, and, and I want to uh, bring the, illustrate the truth. The illustration I want to give you is diligent people who end with a great retirement is that they have worked diligently through their lifetime. 
And there's nothing wrong with diligent work. There's, uh, there's everything good about that. I believe once we are, are enabled by God, saved by grace, uh, we do good works. And then, we, then we, are, we enjoy those good works at the end of our life. And, uh, and we have a great retirement, as it were. Even as God worked and he rested, so we work and we rest. Uh, we rest in, of course, his finished work, as well as the fact that we have been allowed to achieve some things in life by the grace of God. <clears throat> One prayer that I had over the years is, uh, when I come to the end of my life, I do not want to be a burden to anybody, but I want to be a blessing right through to the end. Our prayer has been that I'll be able to put on my own shoes and tie my own shoelaces to the last day I'm alive. Uh, I had a good pastor friend who uh, I thought he passed away just before being 70 years of age. He passed away, and that was a number of years ago. He pastored in the area of White Rock, British Columbia. And uh, he had the wish in his life that that he would die with his shoes on. And would you know, he had a cabin at the lake in the interior of British Columbia, and uh, the day came when he just, he just died in his shoes. He was working around the, his uh, property there, and he died, and it was, it was over, and he was into another world, into heaven itself. I think that's a great way to go. And, uh, and so, you know, to ha have an understanding that, uh, yes, we want to work hard and then we want to look back on, on that work and see that it was well done. I think that's a wonderful principle, even as God did. And we are to be like God. Can you say amen? We are, we are to be like God. God worked and he rested. And so with us, I believe when we are in God's will and we're joined to God, we're joined to Jesus, we're joined with the Holy Spirit, we work and then we rest. The Bible says there remains a rest for the people of God. Now, many people think that when you read that scripture, that's about heaven. Well, I believe in part that is about heaven, but the true, the true interpretation and context of the remaining a rest for the people of God, it's about the rest of faith that we come into when we walk with God, when we're in partnership with, with him. You know, we can even be in battles in life, uh, uh, but amid those battles, there's a rest in our soul. We appreciate and understand rest most when we've gone through some of the unrest and some of the battles, and those are some of the things we have to walk through. But all along in our souls and in our spirit, in our hearts, we have rest. Many hearts are filled with unrest. Over the years, I've talked to a lot of people, and their whole life, their, their whole life is about unrest in their soul, unrest in their heart. Hebrews chapter 3 and chapter 4 take the history of Israel, and they use that 
illustration of the history of Israel to teach us important lessons about rest, about faith, and about obedience. To misunderstand these chapters is to miss the meaning and application that it brings us from history. From these scriptures, we learn the truth about how lives, hearts, families, nations come into unrest or come to rest. Unrest, I have come to believe, reading the Bible is not God's plan. Rest is his plan. Again, it all started with God. He worked for seven, six days, and then the seventh day he rested. And we see that right from creation. God is the author of Peace, or we could say he is the author of rest. The effects of righteousness are rest and peace. Rest is God's plan for you and for me. No matter what's going on in our world, we can be at rest in our hearts. Jesus said, come to me and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. Uh, I'm meek and, and lowly in spirit, and you'll find rest for your souls. God had wonderful plans for Israel, but again and again they missed it. And I believe there are many people in our world today, while God has a great plan for rest in their hearts, because, you know, the, the heart from the heart flow all of the issues of life. And, and we want to have going on in our hearts what is right because from that proceeds so many things. So God had wonderful plans for Israel, but they missed it. Enemies unleashed work to drive uh, uh, them to God for help. Uh, and part of the reason sometimes why enemies arose was so that people would realize that they need God in order to fight these battles. In Psalm 107, there, there's, uh, there's what I call a number of cycles with Israel. And these cycles are, are spoken of again and again. They, they experience bondage. They cry out to God. And they are delivered. Then it seems they spiral down again into bondage, then they cry out to God, and they are delivered again. It's repeated several times in Psalms 107, the same thing. Rather than have failure and revival repeatedly, I want the continued presence of God year in and year out every day of my life. I don't want to go into bondage then have to cry out to God in order to be delivered. I would sooner be walking with God and never see bondage in my life. Can you say amen? They fall back and they have to go this, through the same deliverance and the enemy comes in and defeats them. They cry out and they are delivered. It's like, here we go again. You know, the same old sceneries going around the same old mountain. And that's what was the case with Israel. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, I want to read to you, is in verses 1 to 11, it says, Our ancestors were under the cloud, and they all passed through the sea. They were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. They ate of the same spiritual food, drank of the same spiritual drink, for they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them, and that rock was Christ. 
Well, that's, that's wonderful. That was a wonderful experience for them. But then it goes on to say, nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them. Their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Now these things occurred as examples to keep us from setting our hearts on evil things as they did. You see, their hearts turned to the wrong things. Rather than their hearts turning toward God, their hearts turned to, to things that were not good. Do, and then, then it goes on to say, do not be idolaters as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and got up to indulge in revelry. We should not commit sexual uh, immorality as some of them did, and then one day 23,000 of them died. That's a pretty sad story. Now, we should not test Christ as some of them did and were killed by snakes. Do not grumble as some of them did, and they were killed by destroying, by the destroying angel. All of these things happened to them as examples and were written down as warnings for us on whom the culmination of the ages has come. The history of Israel, I believe, could have been amazing had they paid attention to some simple instructions from God. God asks us to do little things that in the end have a huge effect. For instance, during the series, we've been taught, you know, uh, uh, about reading the Word of God and memorizing the Word of God and meditating on the Word of God and drawing close to God and our, aligning our thoughts to His and keeping ourselves in the love of God, not doing our will but His will. And all the good things that come out of us doing those little things in our journey of life. Again, this is not about salvation. This is about a, a, a life that uh, is our promised land that we're talking about entering. You see, there is some effort to get us into the promised land that is needed. There is some effort. Turn to somebody and say, there is some effort needed. All of these things were written for our admonition to teach us. We don't have to go in circles like Israel. We don't have to see the same old scenery again and again. Here we go again. One more time around the mountain with no progress. It took them 40 years, and they never really got to their promised land. They never came to the place of rest. And the journey was only 11 or 12 days. And there was no progress. It, was, it wasn't that difficult. Yes, there were tests in the way. But if they, if they had believed, it would have been different. In this life, many people go through the same old failures in relationships, in marriage, in finance, in spiritual life, old habits, spring up and again and again the same old same old you see i'm here to declare to you today that we can enter our promised land 
We can enter our promised land, and that promised land is a heart of rest. And we can remain in that promised land, not only enter, but we can remain and enjoy this promised land. And, and of course, God promised his people a land flowing with milk and honey and all the blessings you could imagine. That is the land of the rest, of rest, the place where our heart finds rest. God has promised that land for you and for me. We know that heaven is the ultimate promised land of rest, but next to it and prior to it is a promised land of victory, peace, and rest now within our hearts. That's why we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, in my heart as it is in heaven, in my life, in my family. You see, we can enter into that land of rest. We can have breakthrough after breakthrough. We can have, we can conquer one city, one mountain, as it were, after another. Hebrews 3 paints a sad picture of the great plans that God had for Israel and how they missed it, how they missed out. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, we've already referred to most of them. With most of them, God was not well pleased, and, and their bodies were scattered in the desert. And, and it was because they followed a way that was away from God rather than toward God. All of this spells unrest. Sin brings unrest to the heart and to the soul and even to the body. What is the great overarching sin that brings destruction? Well, the Bible is very, very clear. And please get this today. The thing that brings destruction is unbelief. Unbelief bars us from entering into the promised land of rest, where our heart is at rest, and, our, and we, we enter into another a whole different kind of environment where we see God working on our behalf to open up wonderful doors, and we possess our possessions. They, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 19, they could not enter in because of unbelief. Can I say to you and to myself today, we will not enter in because of unbelief. But when we exercise faith and when we trust God and his word, we enter in to this wonderful place that God has prepared for us. Hebrews 3.11 tells us, he said, I swore in my wrath they will not enter in. Why? Because of unbelief. You know, there are, th there are things that take our rest in life or even destroy our rest in life. I want to I list some of them. Negativity. Being negative about everything in our life is, 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 a, is a rest taker. It, it produces unrest in our souls. Complaining. You know, one of the great sins of Israel was they murmured and they complained again and again. They complained about the way. They complained about no water. They complained about, you know, what was going on with Moses and his wife. And, and the list of complaining was long with them. And they didn't thank, but rather they were complainers. 
You see, this will take our rest from our soul. If we are, are negative in our thinking and complaining, you know, too many negative things put into our lives and feeding the negative constantly so that we become like a garbage dump because we allow certain things to, to come into our lives. You see, the world is, 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 is corrupt in many ways, and even, even the news out there many times is corrupt, and it has a way of, of damaging our soul. It, it, it takes away our rest. And I say, shut the door to those things. Don't, don't let these things rob you of your heart at rest. God wants you to have a heart at rest. But there are rest builders. I want to get onto the positive side here. Rest builders are good, happy friends. Uh, I like Thrive because there's a lot of happy people around Thrive. A lot of good, happy friends. When you, when you go to church, you find a lot of people smiling, or even online these days, there's a lot, a lot of fun, and we have fun memorizing the Bible. By the way, I might, I might say to, to you, I encourage you to get into the Thrive Tuesday night prayer meetings. They're, they're awesome. They're, they're a time when we, we talk to God and release the burdens, but we have a lot of fun also uh, together. And last week we were memorizing Scripture. Uh, I thought that was, that was a real fun thing. I, I wasn't as sharp as some of them, but I'll tell you, we had fun. It was all good. And so rest builders, going to church is a rest builder. And again, I, I, I believe every person should go to church regularly because it builds rest into our lives. It builds rest into our souls. You say, well, you know, I'll just, it'll just be God and me. No, God's uh, ordained that we would be part of his church. And uh, if you want to have real rest in your soul, I really believe church is the place for you to be. Uh, no complaining, uh, I believe, is, is, is the thing. Eliminate complaining in our life is the thing that will make room for rest to come into our hearts. A balanced life, uh, having healthy recreation in our life and, and going out and enjoying some of the things that make for a good life in our beautiful environment here in British Columbia. Hey, that's, that's all part of building rest into our souls. Sometimes people are just sitting on the couch and watching television and they wonder why they don't have rest in their soul while well, they're getting all kinds of disturbing news constantly and they're not getting out and enjoying all that God has created. A day of rest and rejoicing is important, and I believe it's a rest builder in our lives. I don't believe it's good to work seven days a week, six six days. Uh, we are encouraged to, to labor, and the seventh we are to rest, and in that rest we, we connect with God, we connect with others, and we, we build healthy relationships, and, and we walk away from that seventh day getting into the first First day uh, with strength again and with with vigor because we've reconnected in a very strong way with God and with other people who are positive in our lives. Hebrews chapter four and verse three. It says, "Now we who have believed entered that rest just as God did." Now, 
You may not have seen this before, and actually I, I didn't see this this clearly until I was studying this this week. We who, I'm saying it again, we who have believed enter that rest, say this with me, just as God did his. Wow. When we come into the rest of faith, we become like God. More and more, we become like God, and we sit back and we say, wow, I'm in this I'm I'm in this realm where I am believing and I'm going to rest just like God rested. I'd like you to think about that. Maybe you'd like to meditate on that a little bit this week. How did God rest? And, uh, you know, how did he enjoy all that happened after he had done his work? Well... I think he had a wonderful disposition, a wonderful disposition where he said, wow, look at all that I've, that I've been able to do. He looked at it and he said it was good. It was all good. And I believe when we're in the rest of God, what we do ends up being good. When we're living in turmoil and unrest in our hearts and there's no rest in our souls, there's no rest in our minds, we just can't rest in our life. We, we can't enjoy the achievements and the accomplishments that God has done for us or that he has helped us to do. Faith it causes us to posture and, and position ourselves in a way where we square our shoulders and we get into the day with thanksgiving and hope, and regardless of what, whatever is going on, regardless of whatever happens, whatever I touch and whatever you touch will be blessed because we are so united with God. We're in this rest of God. We're in this rest with God. And we enter that rest just as God entered his rest. I think that's a wonderful way to live our lives. So Hebrews 4 says, Today if you'll hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. In other words, receive that word. Therefore, we pursue, we pursue the obedience of faith. We make, we make every effort to enter into that rest. In other words, wherever God is and how God is, how God is, we want to join with that. We align ourselves. We make that kind of effort to be with God and to enjoy him and his presence and thus our heart is at rest. You see, I'll give you a, a number of concluding things here now. True rest comes when we live in faith. When we live in faith, true rest comes. Whatever God says, we believe it. We are not going to be faithless, but we will be believing God has given us 4,000 promises in the Bible. Therefore, we, we love the Word of God. And in loving the Word of God, we are inviting, we are inviting rest. 
into our into our hearts so we have hearts of rest. Today you might be a person who has never experienced real rest in your heart. Something on the inside of you has just always been in unrest. You know, the Bible makes it very, very simple. The Bible says, if you'll believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you'll be saved from that state of heart, and, and you will experience a new life. Romans 10 says, we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, and we believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. The Bible says that we will be saved. Just as last week, uh, a great evangelist who is an associate to Billy Graham. I actually had the privilege of meeting him a number of years ago. Uh, he passed on into eternity, uh, about 86 years of age, I believe he was. But just prior to his passing, he, uh, he uh, had uh, quite a conversation with different people. And uh, the amazing amazing faith and joy and rest that was in his soul while he was here on, on earth. And of course, now he's enjoying heaven. It was, it was just amazing. And all of us, God has intended that we come into this, what is pictured as a land in the Bible, a promised land, which is a place of rest for our soul. It's heart rest. So in our hearts, we have this rest of faith. We know it's, it's, it's all good now, and it's going to be good for all eternity because I have eternal life. You see, my, my ultimate promised land is this, that I come into life eternal, which I experience now and throughout all of eternity. Further to that, rest comes when we mix the word of God with faith. Bible said of Israel that, uh, that the word did not profit them because they did not mix faith with the word of God that came to them. When the word of God comes, when it's preached, when it's sung, when you hear the word of God, when somebody shares the word of God, always take the position that I'm going to believe and I'm going to mix faith into this word and I know it will profit me. Oh, it'll take me further into my promised land and into the promises that God has for my life. Number three, we should have soft hearts. When we have soft hearts, we enter rest. Do not harden your heart. As in the time when they provoke God, that's why they failed to enter into the rest. That's why they missed their promised land. Luke chapter 4 talks about hearts that are soft, like soft ground to receive the seed of the word of God. The Bible is good seed. When God speaks, that's good seed. We want it to go into good soil, the soil of our hearts, which is soft and ready to receive the word. True rest comes when we enter God's, this God's rest 
and and a whole new realm of things that's beyond this world. You see, we can experience a little bit of heaven in our hearts. We can experience something of eternity as we enter into this rest. Now, Hebrews 4.11, here it is. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest. Let's say that together. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest. Let's do all that God is asking us to do to get into the place where he wants us to be. It's obeying the way he wants us to live our lives, yes. It's following him. It's staying close to him. You see, this is again, this is not a contradiction to the gospel of grace. While the Bible tells us that we are saved by grace, the Bible also tells us that once we are saved by grace, we do make effort to enter the rest that God has provided for us. Entering the promised land is not all ease. Sometimes there there are difficult. There can be a part of the journey that is arduous, they had to face extreme elements in the desert and so on. There were opposition and challenges, kings and kingdoms that had to be deposed, and there were certain dangers and so on. But, hey, God is with us, and we're going to make every effort to enter that, that rest. We're going to find that place where our heart is at rest, a kingdom of rest, a kingdom of peace, where in reality Jesus fights our battles as we join with him. Let us therefore be zealous and exert ourselves and strive diligently to enter that rest. Paul the Apostle put it this way, fight the good fight, lay hold of eternal life. He said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. See, faith is paramount in all that we are doing. The rest of faith does not mean that we don't go to work on Monday. It means we take our faith with us into Monday and apply it. And we take something of that promised land, that life of blessing, that life of rest into our world that we live in every day. And so I believe this today is my concluding statement for you and for me. By faith, you and I will enter into that wonderful place of rest that he has promised. God bless you. Pastor JB is going to come and lead us further as we conclude today. Big thank you to Pastor Tim for bringing this message to us today on Hebrews chapter four, entering into the rest of God, entering into the rest of faith. Praise God. Uh, Let me lead you in a prayer, but before I do so, let me just give you one more verse as we end off our series called Heart at Rest. And this one, I think in many ways, sums up our entire series. Psalm 116 verse seven says, be at rest once more, O my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. Be at rest once more, O my soul, for the Lord 
has been good to you. You know, there's so many ways that God has been good to us. If we would focus on those things, if we would choose an attitude of gratitude, not focused on everything that's wrong, not being a complainer, like Pastor Tim was talking about, but really having an attitude of gratitude, focusing on the good. It'll help us so much to have a heart that's at rest. It'll help us so much to appreciate the blessings that God has given to us. The greatest of which is this, is that when we had no way of reaching God on our own, when we had no way of getting to God based on our own merit, when nothing we could do could could cause us to reach God or to earn heaven, then God sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins, to bridge that gap so that we could be forgiven of our sins, so that we could be brought back to God, reconciled and brought into a new relationship with him where we are called children of God. And through that relationship with him, we have peace for our heart. We have purpose for our lives. We have the ability not just to be forgiven, but to forgive. We've got an ability to move forward with hope. And if you are in this place right now where you could use some of that hope and some of that forgiveness and some of that peace, then we want to give you this opportunity right now to pray a simple prayer that would enable you to receive the forgiveness that God made possible when he sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins. And so if you've never received Jesus Christ before into your life, know this, that this is, you don't have to come from, uh, you know, really church to background to pray this prayer. Uh, you don't need to have read much of the Bible at all to pray this prayer. All you need to know uh, is that there is a God who loves you, uh, that you're, uh, you know, you and I, we are people who need God. We need a savior. We can't get to God on our own. Uh, and we believe that Jesus Christ is that savior. As long as you have that, you can pray this prayer. Uh, regardless of what your background is, God loves you just the way you are. Uh, and he makes this gift of his forgiveness and his peace available to each and every one of us uh, if we would just receive it by faith. And so if you could, uh, you know, click that link uh, on your chat room right now or click or, or scan that QR code that's on your screen. And we would love to lead you in a very simple prayer to receive the forgiveness and peace that Jesus Christ makes possible. And, you know, as you're doing that, you know, just let you know so that you're not praying this prayer on your own. I'm going to pray this prayer with you as well. And this is just our way of letting Jesus Christ to come into our lives, to be uh, the one to forgive us of our sins and to bring peace to our lives that only God can bring. And so would you pray that prayer with me right now? Why don't you pray this right now? You can say, dear Jesus, Thank you that you died on the cross to pay for my sins, that you rose again to give me life. Today, I open up my heart. Please forgive me of my sins and fill me with your Holy Spirit. I place my trust not in what I do, but in what you've done for me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Hey, if you prayed that prayer and you meant that from your heart, the Bible says you are forgiven of your sins. You are a child of God. You have a new beginning, a new relationship with God. And to encourage you uh, in this newfound relationship with God through Jesus Christ, if you want to click the link that's at the bottom of that prayer, it'll send you to a page where we would love to connect you with some gifts to congratulate you on this uh, awesome decision you've made and to encourage you in your new relationship with God. Can we give all of our friends who prayed that prayer, a big hand right now. Let's congratulate them. Praise God. 
praise God. And for the rest of us here in this place, the fact is Easter is one week away. Easter weekend is just a few days away. Pastor Tim mentioned our Tuesday night prayer meetings, uh, which are always awesome, which usually happen on Tuesdays. But in fact, this coming week on Easter Friday, we're actually going to have our prayer meeting on Easter Friday night. And so it's not going to be this Tuesday, but it's going to be on Easter Friday night. It's a special way for us on the beginning of Easter weekend, on Easter Friday, to pray together, to draw near to God together, to do communion together. And so we encourage you to join us for that. And on top of that, uh, you know, even more importantly, this coming Sunday, we've got our Easter services happening at Thrive Church Online. And we encourage you to invite as many people as you can to join us for what's going to be an amazing time to celebrate the birth or the, or the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I'm thinking about Christmas now, but the, the, the resurrection of Jesus uh, and the hope that we have in him because of him. And so with that in mind, if you've got friends that you want to invite, if you've got people on your mind that maybe they don't have a church, maybe they've never you know heard much about you know God's love for them, then I want to encourage you right now, with me right now, would you pray together for our Easter services, that God would use our Easter services to make a an amazing difference in the lives of many, many people who've never been to church before, who you know, aren't part of our Thrive community right now. We want to reach them with God's love and through the contagious hope that comes through Jesus. And so would you lift up your hands to God right now? And in your own words, you would just start praying for our Easter services next week. Let the height of your hands reflect how much you want God to work through our Easter services next week. That in the midst of all the, 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 the stuff that's going on in this world, that there's hope in Jesus. If you desire for your friends, your family members to know more of that hope, to experience that hope themselves. Would you lift up your hands to God right now? In your own words, as the music is playing, would you start talking to God right now from your heart, in your own words? Don't wait for me to stop talking. You just start talking to God. Let's lift up our Easter services for Easter weekend next weekend into God's hands. Let's pray that God would use them in a powerful way, that we see you know just a great turnout of people and many people you know, saying yes to Jesus and the hope that we have in him on that weekend. Could we all just pray a lot in that direction right now? That's it, church. Just start talking to God. He's here. He loves you. He's with us. Start talking to God. Let's get ready for Easter weekend even right now. Let's pray for Easter weekend even right now. Let's pray for our Easter services. Pray for your friends that you want to invite. Pray for your family members, your coworkers, your classmates that you can invite to our Easter services. Let's pray for them today. Let's pray that we see many people come to say yes to Jesus on that day. We thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your name. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. God, we thank you that through your son, Jesus, you make available to us a hope and a purpose that only you can bring and a rest for our hearts that only comes from you. And we pray for all of our friends, our family members, our coworkers, our classmates, our neighbors who might not have experienced that hope yet, that God, you would use us, our church, our Easter services this coming weekend to make a difference in their lives that would really bring you know joy and hope and peace and purpose to their lives in a way that maybe they don't have right now. We pray, Father God, that you would use our church in a powerful way this weekend to be bold and out loud in, in inviting 
inviting people to our Easter services, that our Easter services, every single one of them will go extremely well and you would use it in a powerful way to bring people close to yourself, to bring hope to the hopeless, to bring light to the darkness, to bring life where there isn't life right now. We ask for these things and pray God that you would use our church, use everyone watching to be a blessing to the people around us this coming Easter weekend, that we make the most of every opportunity to share the contagious hope that we have in you. And so we look to you today and we say thank you so much that because Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins and he rose again from the grave, the best is yet to come. We thank you and we give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We give God a big hand and big shout in this place together right now. Praise God. Let's continue to worship God. We're going to ask the band to lead us in a song. At the same time, if you call through our church or home churches, believe in the work that God is doing here. Let's give our faithful tithes, our generous offerings. Don't only seek God's kingdom first. He adds what? He adds everything we need. At the same time, since we're here at the end of our Heart at Rest series, encourage you to click the link and, and to give us your feedback on how this series impacted you. We'd love to get your feedback on that. And that brings us to our time to give God praise and worship through song. Let's do that. And at the end of that, I'm going to leave you in one final prayer before we close. Let's give our very best to God right now. Glorify, glorify the 
nothing can stand against and I choose to praise to glorify glorify the name of all names that nothing can stand against and I choose to praise to glorify glorify the name of all names and nothing can stand against and I choose to praise to glorify glorify the name of all names and nothing can stand against oh yes I will lift you high in the lowest valley yes I will bless your name oh yes I will sing for joy when my heart is heavy Let's play together right now. Oh, come on. There's more than you than that. Let's give God all of your praise in this place. Let's pray together right now. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much that because Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins and he rose again from the grave, we've got hope for tomorrow. And we've got the promise of entering into rest for our hearts today, as well as rest for eternity as well. There's nothing that can compare to the hope that we have in you. And we pray, Lord Jesus, that you would use us this coming weekend to be a great blessing to the people around us, that we will be people who share the hope and the joy and the rest that we received because of Jesus. And so we thank you today. Thank you, God, that you know the plans you have for every single person here. Plans to prosper them, not to harm them. Plans to give them hope and the future. We say it's all about you, Jesus. And so with that in mind, we pray all of your blessing, your protection, faith, courage, wisdom, strength, your comfort, your healing, your joy, and your Holy Spirit to fill every single person here until we next meet again. We thank you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We give God some praise in this place together right now. Amen. That brings our service to a close, but our worship continues. Let's continue to worship God and what we do into the week. That brings us to an end here for this particular service here at Thrive Church Online. We'll see you guys next week for an amazing Easter weekend. You don't want to miss it. Invite all your friends, and we'll see you guys really soon. Mwah. Love you guys. God loves you. Take care. See you guys really soon. Thank you, Pastor Tim, for that powerful message. All right, let's jump into some announcements. Once again, if this is your first time visiting us, let us know by texting new to 604-255-770 or visit mythrive.info and we'll mail you a Thrive stainless steel water bottle. It's our way to thank you for spending your time watching the Sunday service today. All right, if you prayed a prayer earlier to receive Jesus Christ today, congratulations! Let us know by texting BELIEVE to 604-285-5770 or visit mythrive.info and click I want to receive Jesus today. We're prepared to give thanks with a series of videos that may answer some of your questions about Christianity. It'll be mailed right to your door and we hope that will guide you on the right path to follow Jesus. 
Also, if you like to get baptized or find out more about baptism, go to mythrive.info slash baptism. Easter is coming up next Sunday. Wow, can you believe it? We're so excited. We'd like to invite you, your friends, and family to Thrive Church online on Sunday, April 4th at either 9.30 a.m., 11.30 a.m., 2.30 p.m., or 7.30 p.m. Pacific time to celebrate Easter with us this year. We also will be having a Zoom prayer meeting on Good Friday at 8.30 p.m. for a time of worship, prayer, and communion. Hope to see you all there. For more information, visit thrivechurch.ca slash Easter. There will be some invitation images on the website for you to share with your friends and family, so be sure to invite them. So once again, visit thrivechurch.ca slash Easter. Let's experience hope together this Easter at Thrive Church Online. I've been really enjoying the current message series called Heart at Rest. As we finish the message series together, please let us know how God used the series to impact your life by filling out the feedback form online at mythrive.info. We would love to hear from you. Also, we'd love to stay connected with you throughout the week. So check out and join our Facebook group at Thrive Church Online Community. Thrive Church Online Community is an online community for us to hang out and stay connected. That's it for this week. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to give your tithes and offerings online at mythrive.info. I hope you all had a lovely Sunday morning. Enjoy the rest of the week, and I'll see you next week right here for Easter at Thrive Church Online. Bye!